Hey, how we doing, everybody? The NRL Supercoach Therapy Podcast, the round 21 review. It is here. Uh, great old round of footy, plenty of controversy, uh, both on and off the field. Uh, lots to talk about. Super exciting. First week of head-to-head finals. So uh, two players gone from your league or, or more if you're playing in a uh, in a 20-man league. In a 20-man, we're in a 10-man comp ourselves and uh, two blokes put the dust. See you later to Nathan and Jeremy. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, and we move on to week two. Um, and from an overall perspective, uh, the leader in the clubhouse in our comp, Garth, who's been killing it all year. Massive score, 1,460-something, I think he got, uh, and is sitting in 102nd overall, doing really well. So well done to you, Garth. You are flying this year. The footy started on Thursday night where the Sydney Roosters... Um, Pretty comprehensive victors over the Brisbane Broncos. 34 points to 16 uh, for the Roosters. Tries to Momorowski, Butcher, Crichton. Actually, Butcher got a double. Kiri and Suwali towards the end there. Walker kicked five or six goals. Uh, had a pretty pretty solid game to Sam Walker for the Broncos. Corey Oates with a double and Kurt Capewell. Uh, Corey Oates just scoring tries for fun. Uh, having a sensational season. Um, I'm really happy for him because it looked like his career was, uh, was on the rocks. But... Uh, uh, he's really fought back, um, was right in amongst origin contention and uh, playing really, really well. Scoring tries on that left edge, looking good. Uh, yeah, the Roosters were just, geez, they were strong at the start, uh, right through the middle. I mean, their forwards were just absolutely smashing the Bronx. Uh, you could really tell Brisbane really missing Carrigan. Um, not just his, uh, his ball running, uh, but his ball play as well through the middle there which he's really um, developed this season. Uh, and without that, uh, man, they struggled. Um, and the Roosters, it looked like it could have been anything. The first 15, 20 minutes, they really piled it on, uh, scored three tries in that time. And, uh, yeah, this was looking really, really scary. Uh, but, um, I mean, the Broncos fought back to an extent. You might say the Roosters might have uh, just tapered off a little bit there. Uh, but super convincing performance. Uh, good signs for the Roosters moving in uh, to the um, back half or the back, uh, sorry, four games of the season. Uh, sitting precariously in where they are in eighth place and the Broncos are in seventh. Uh, Broncos on 26 points. The Roosters on 24. Uh, what helped the Roosters was the fact that teams 9, 10, and 11 below them all lost. So, I mean, the Raiders are two points behind. But in theory, they're really they're really four points behind, four, two games behind because their points differential is is atrocious. They're minus 33, whereas the Roosters are at plus 107. So even though they're only two points uh, behind the Raiders, they're actually at least two games behind when you look at that points difference there. So that's a concern for them, and that gives the Roosters a little bit of a buffer in what is a tough last month of the year. Broncos, uh, they've got um, the Storm and the uh, the Eels, I believe, and they have, I think they've got the Knights this week and the Dragons in the last round. So a couple of winnable games and a couple of tough games there should be enough for the Broncos to play finals footy this year. Let's have a look at the Supercoach scores. Uh, Luke Carey played very, very well, uh, setting up tries and just uh, just yelling a bit more 
with um, with everybody else who wants to have their hands on the ball in that team. There are a lot of blokes that want that ball. Uh, I mean, obviously the halves uh, are the priority there with Walker and Kiri, but best player in that team is Tedesco, and the second best player in that team is their centre, uh, Sex on Legs. So uh, I think good things happen when they have the ball uh, more than the halves. Uh, so the, you know, there's a lot of blokes. Radley gets the ball a lot. Uh, playing that link, that link uh, man at lock, um, man wasn't he in there with blood everywhere, uh, all over the shorts, all over the jersey. It was good to see. Uh, he's a great player to watch, Victor Radley. Um, look, Curie with 101. Well done to him. Tedesco 99. Just, just carving up. What a sensational player he is. Uh, Angus Crichton back to some form. Uh, scored a try. Uh, this is more the Angus Crichton we're all looking for. Uh, and 96. That's the kind of stuff that I thought he was going to be pumping out scores like this for a majority of the year. Obviously, a lot of people, myself included, thought the Roosters would be um, would be flying this year and Crichton would be all over it and scoring every second game. Uh, not to be, but 96 this week is a great score. Uh, Walker, 59, who I, who I mentioned as a possible option for Cleary. Um, 59, you're probably hoping for a bit more than that. Joey Manu, just the 48, uh, playing in the centres, but he was lurking around the field quite a lot, getting his hands on the ball a lot. Uh, which is which is encouraging because when he does have the ball in hand, there's tackle busts and he does create a lot, either line break for himself or setting them up for others. Uh, Tupo 35, um, the forwards were excellent. I thought Lodge was very good. Uh, Wairu Hargraves was very, very good as well. Uh, so look, good signs for the Roosters there. Uh, for the Broncos, Capewell with 80, Oates 79, the two try scorers there. Haas was 65. Uh, Ezra Mann was 61. Um, a lot of people uh, still have Ezra Mam. I still have Ezra Mam. I didn't play him. I I used Cleary as my he's my only non-player, so I uh, so I could VC loop. Uh, so I missed out on Mam's points there, but uh, he's looking good. Uh, the left edge definitely looked better than the right edge. I thought the right edge was really clunky with Reynolds and Ricky uh, and Stags. They just didn't have and Cobo there. They just didn't have anything going. The left edge looked far more dangerous with uh, Mam, uh, Ricky. Uh, the young guy, Mariner, and then Oates. It's a far more dangerous edge for the Broncos. Um, Flegler, 47, tried his heart out, I thought. Uh, but, yeah, just just not a lot doing. Uh, Reynolds, who I also mentioned as an option, just the 29. Stags, 27. So uh, scary stuff there for uh, for the Broncos. Like I said, I think there's enough uh, in this team. They'll, they'll be playing finals footy. They've, they've got uh, plenty of winnable games coming up. Uh, but the Roosters, uh, they keep on keeping on, and they are playing very, very well. The early game on Friday, and uh, from a Supercoach perspective, really looking forward to this one. Thought it could be an absolute carve-up. Didn't I mean, 32-14 to the Storm. Didn't really play out that way, though. Uh, I don't think the Storm were all that convincing in saying, you know, they won by 18 points, but it wasn't all that convincing. The Titans weren't great. Uh, they, they weren't great at all. They were, yeah, they were poor, um, but... The Storm, apart from Munster, who was sublime, uh, some soft tries that he scored. He scored three of them, by the way. Um, but, yeah, there was, I don't know, Storm still unconvincing there. Coates scored a try. Munster scored three. Uh, Kenny Bromwich and a young Tottenham appear uh, coming back into the NRL, and he dotted down, which was really cool. Uh, for the Titans, uh, Bo Firma. Something about Bo Firma. He's so upright when he, when he runs. I oh, know it's... It's annoying um, watching him run. He's really upright. Watch it this week. It'll do your head in like it does mine. Uh, Herman SASA scored a try. And Brian Kelly dotted down. 
uh, Cameron Munster was kicking goals too, and he, he was actually striking them really well. He didn't really, from memory, I don't think he had uh, any bludger kicks. I think all of them were all pretty good. He kicked four or six, and the two that he missed weren't that bad. Uh, so that's good signs moving forward. I mean, very popular vice captaincy option this week for those that went the straight captain. Uh, great call as well, um, and 147 for Munster. Some some great Munster try, a couple of good Munster tries, a real soft one. I think the third one was pretty soft. He just ran, ran through. He might have beaten one bloke. It was looked pretty easy. 147s, great stuff. Awesome watching him at fullback. Gets his hands on the ball was a lot. Uh, just and and he demands the ball in that team. Uh, concern with Hughes going down. He was a big trade-in option uh, for the week. Him going down with the shoulder. We're going to wait and see what the story is there. I suspect he may get named this week. They are playing Penrith on Thursday night in a blockbuster. I suspect he'll be named. I thought Cooper Johns did a pretty good job playing in the halves uh, this week, and I suspect he is going to have to have a bigger role. I think if Nick Meany is back, he will play fullback. Munster will play uh, in the halves with Cooper Johns. I, I think... Uh, as much as they'd love to beat Penrith this week, Hughes, they need Hughes to be fit for the finals. So I don't think they will play him. I've got a sneaky suspicion they will name him, though. Uh, Harry Grant played very well for 97 uh, for Grant owners, which are uh, a lot of people out there. They'll take that score. It's um, a bit of a return to form for him. Uh, Cooper Johns, look, he's not super coach relevant, to be fair, but 96, great score. I thought he had a really good game. Uh Kenny Bromwich with 83, his brother 58. Brandon Smith came back 56. I thought Brandon Smith was pretty good uh, on return. I mean, he owes it to his he owes it to his team. Um, what else here from a Supercoach perspective? Uh, Nofaluma 48 uh, had a few opportunities to score tries and muffed a couple of them, uh, but not a bad. The promising signs there for those that brought him in. Xavier Coates 45. Uh, with a try, and far out, it was the easiest try you'll ever see. Just that blindside move. I'm trying to think who threw the pass. Was it? I think it was. I think it was Hughes. Just a dummy half. Was it Hughes or was it? Might have been Grant actually. Just a dummy half, and <laughs> Xavier Coates was just down the wing, right by the line there. I think the winger might have been Marsu, and he was because um, it was yes, it was uh, Grant at. Um, at dummy half. So Marsu just took a bob each way there and stayed pretty close to the ruck because obviously Grant being such a such a weapon uh, at a dummy half close to the line. And Grant just said, thanks very much. Picked it out, dummy half. Quick scoop off the ground uh, to Coates, who caught it, took two steps, scored a try. The easiest 31 points you'll ever score in Supercoach. Just ridiculous. And that's the thing, eh? Like, you'll get a middle forward working his ass off, hitting it up, tackling, doing everything. <laughs> to try it'll take him a half to score 30 points it took Xavier Coates three seconds um and that's the beauty and sometimes it's why you, you pick your um your center wingers over your uh over your your workhorse middle forwards there for your uh, for your reserves etc because they can score the points so easily uh Coates got 40 uh 45 so he only got another 14 after that three-step effort so uh well done to him uh let's have a look at the um uh, Jerome Hughes with 33, and the concern there for owners with the shoulder. Uh, for the Titans, uh, Brimson, oh, I got the double here. I picked both Munster and Brimson, the top score, so I'll take that. Uh, Brimson with 67. Uh, both Firma with 61, Mr. Upright. Uh, David Fafita, 57. I'm an owner. Uh, I put a text out there. What's the over-under on the amount of times I... I uh, 
I request that David Fafita do something, or, or words to that effect. Uh, I think I set it at 10.5. I might have got to 8, so I think I hit the under there. 57 without doing much at all. He, he actually does accumulate the points pretty well. Uh, I guess the problem with Fafita is everyone's looking for the highlight play, so it's what we expect from him. It's what we've seen in the past. And when it doesn't happen, you think, geez, he's, he's up to bugger all. And he is really, when you watch him on the field, he's always knackered. His fitness isn't there. He's a high-impact player and an explosive player. The plays aren't there. And he just doesn't have the teammates to set him up. Um, and it's a bit of a shame. It's like it's you've just got this you've just got this Ferrari sitting in the garage, but uh, the owners in the house don't know how to drive. You know they don't have the license, and it's it's frustrating because the, we've seen what the dude can do, and I, I kind of want him to go somewhere else, or possibly for next year might be able to unlock him a little bit. I don't know. It's 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 a bit it's a shame. It's just a shame for Footy that he's uh, that he's not really playing very well, and he's in a team that really sucks uh tino with 54 and just putting his hand up all the time there for this side um look nothing else doing here uh, uh for aaron booth far out looked like he'd done uh where did i read his mcl his acl and a pcl um he did all the he did all the cls uh it looked brutal if you saw the if you saw the footage there nrl physio showed it and it looked like it was a freeze frame, and it looked like his knee is twisted 180 degrees and the kneecap's facing the other way. But it's just the impact there when it happens. And, oh, it was... At the time, he looked at it, and I thought, this looks really, really serious. It was one of those ones where it looked like he was in he was in shock because he wasn't screaming in agony, but he was. you could tell something was really serious. Um, but he was... He looked reasonably calm, and I thought, shit, this bloke's in shock. I reckon he's broken his ankle. Um... Not that I'm a doctor or physio or anything. I went, I said ankle, um, broken ankle, but it was turns out it was the knee completely effed. Uh, so shout out to him, uh, massive uh, recovery for him. Um, and yeah, he's got a yeah, he's got a world of hurt. Uh, you won't see him for possibly until 2024, which is a shame because he just uh, had the starting gig there playing hooker for the Gold Coast, and then this happened. So um, that's a real shame uh, for him. Uh, hey, let's move on, and uh, the second game on Friday, and this one was the Parramatta Eels and the Manly Seagulls. This was a game I was really looking forward to with the uh, with these two teams. So much to play for. I picked Manly. I just thought they had more to play for, and you just can't tip Parramatta. I was looking all right there for a stage, but then Parramatta just came over the top, ended up winning 36 points to 20 at four points. I think Manly's season is done. Um, that's a game they just had to win. And Parramatta, I mean, kudos to them. Uh, you know, you think, oh, this is typical Parramatta, it's a game they drop when they, they could have won, possibly should have won, but they didn't. And they came up trumps, and they won quite easily in the end, 36 points to 20. Try, uh, Sivo scored a couple of tries early on. I thought, oh, it's, all, it's it's on here. Uh, but reasonably quiet after that. Um Opacic with a try, Wunga Blake, uh, Clint Gutherson, who was in everything, uh, Will Penasini, and uh, Dylan Brown scored a really good uh, individual try as well. Uh, Clinton Gutherson, 4-7 with the goals. He was a bit errant early on. Uh, for the Seagulls, uh, Cooler with a try. Saab, who actually had a really good game of footy. Um, you know, Credit where it's due, I'll give him a hard time, but uh, he actually had a really good game uh, all round. It wasn't just the uh, long-range um 
typical long range Saab try, and that's all he con- and a few errors near the sideline, and that's his contribution. He actually had a really good positive game, uh, which is good uh, for him. Well done to you, Jason Saab. Uh, Christian Tuipolotu uh, also dotted down. So uh, Ruben Garrett kicked a couple of goals. Um, so yeah, 36 points to 20. Let's have a look at the Supercoach points. Uh, there you go. Saab top scored with 104. Ruben Garrick, 74. Uh, he's just steady in there. Steady as she goes for Ruben Garrett. Um, what else we got? Uh, Ola Kawatu, just the 45. Uh, when we got Cooler, 36. Cherry Evans, 32. So these uh, halfback options, if people jumped on some of these halfback replacements for Cleary, you would have been a bit disappointed. Um, blokes like, uh, I mean, who did we talk about? Um, obviously, I mentioned Hines, who did very, very well. We'll talk about him soon. Terry Evans didn't do so good. Neither did Hughes. Neither did Reynolds. Walker did okay. Uh, Fogarty, I'll talk about soon. Didn't he did okay? But yeah, so if you did jump on one of these, went direct half to half. Uh, it didn't really pay off. The big move that would have paid off uh, was Latrell, uh, which I'll talk about soon as well. Uh, if you made the move via Hines, uh, moving him up. Uh, into halfback. Uh, let's have a look at scores for uh, our mates at Parramatta. Clint Gutherson, 127. He was in everything. Uh, Sean Lane, 104. Uh, he's another bloke. I mean, if I'm giving Saab credit, I've got to give Sean Lane credit. Uh, a bloke I, I openly don't like. I just something about him. I just don't like his style. He's just too tall to be playing footy. I don't know what it is, but uh, look, he has been killing it. And it was maybe five or six weeks ago, Sean Lane was talked up quite a bit as an option. And there's no, I wasn't going to do it on principle. Uh, and he's just been on fire. Uh, and 104 points, just that real, I love how they do that short ball to him uh, with Gutherson or one of the halves pops it into him. He just runs through the line, always looks for the offload and Gutherson is right there on the shoulder uh, and has set up at least one try, possibly a couple actually. Uh, there's just one from memory that I remember that was really, really good. Uh, but 104 points for Sean Lane. Dylan Brown, 98, stoked with that as an owner. Uh, he is a very, very good footballer, and they got some options here, Paramount. How, how are they going to hold on to both Brown and Moses moving forward? That's going to be tough. I think if they want to be serious about um, being premiership threats, they need to hold on to both of them and find a way to do that with Gutherson. Uh, you know, they've got they've got uh, guys moving on, which, I mean, Papa Lee as well is someone you want to keep. I know you can't keep them all. I mean, I think Dylan Brown is the priority. You've got to keep him. He's got to stay. Sibo, uh, 74. Papali'i, 61. Uh, Will Penasini, 59. I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, Ryan Madison, 49. Did, was a try. that was. I thought it easily could have been given a try, and it wasn't. Uh, technically, by the book, he might have just bobbled it and knocked it on into the manly defender by the line there. But, geez, you could have given that a try, I would have thought. Uh, what else we got here? I thought um, Jacob Arthur, uh, a bit of controversy around him. I actually thought he was really good. Um, steer the team around quite well. Uh, Reed Marnie, 27. Uh, I think he had a big week last week, but just 27 this week. Um, so back to you know back to a pretty low score for him. I don't think he, he's not really a super coach option. Definitely a massive pod in the hooker position. Eels are in fifth on 28 points. Uh, sitting comfortably there. You'd think they'll be playing finals footy. Manly on 20 points. Um, and what's their points differential? It's minus eight. So they're four points behind the Roosters, but they're really six points behind. I think Manly's season uh, is over. I think you can put a line through then. We'll be back in a minute. 
All right, guys, the Super Sad Day kicked off uh, up on the Sunshine Coast where the Rabbitohs beat the Warriors. Cue the music. Far out. The Warriors were atrocious. Uh, disgraceful, actually. It was piss poor. Absolutely piss poor. 48 points to 10. It was 36 points to 6 at half time. Um, the Rabbitohs basically scoring at a point a minute. They scored pretty much straight after half time. Uh, and then in the 56th minute, and then it was, uh, they put the cue in the rack, gave Latrell a breather. Um, and yeah, it was the Warriors were atrocious, just not defending at all. Um, and you can see that they, you know, some of the blokes there are trying, but there's just no cohesion as a team. Uh, and man, they, their season can't end quick enough. Uh, look, I fear for them. They've got the dogs this week. The dogs, uh, played up in Bundaberg, and then they've got to do a five day turnaround across the walk. And I think they can still beat the Warriors. I think the Warriors are in deep, deep, deep trouble. Um, and yeah, they were poor. Uh, let's let's move on from that and talk about the, how good the Rabbitohs were. Uh, Latrell owners just rejoicing. Cam Murray owners rejoicing because uh, they absolutely killed it. Uh, let's have a look at the try scorers here. Ilias uh, started in the third. Cook in the ninth. Toll in the 16th. Colin Matangi in the 21st. Latrell scored his first try in the 30th. Uh, AJ said, what's, what's doing here? Uh, all these tries and not me. Um, give me that ball. He dotted down. And then uh, after halftime, uh, the debutant Isaac Thompson in the 43rd, Latrell in the 56th, then he got an early rest. Um, Latrell just a lazy 152 points. Great stuff. And that's going to be the difference, for I think, for teams that get really, really big scores because um, it was a high-scoring round. If you had Latrell, if you had Munster, um, that's the and captain one of those two, um, yeah, that was the thing. That was the difference between getting a really good score and just pretty much an average score or below average score. Uh, which is what I got. I ended up with about twelve fifty odd. Dropped about a thousand places, because um, yeah, there was some massive scores this round. And uh, Latrell one hundred and fifty two. Just some of the some of the tries. It was just it was average defense. Uh, really, really poor. Uh, Cam Murray one hundred and thirty was just in everything, especially in that first half. Just in everything. Such a good player, Cam Murray. Stay fit, brother. I think if he stays fit, I think obviously. Uh, the three blokes are top scored. Mitchell, Murray, Cook got 94. If those three blokes stay fit, the Rabbitohs are a chance this year. They really are. I think the defense is getting better. Uh, and I think uh, it'll be a good test. I'd love, I'm really looking forward to the matchup this weekend against Parramatta just to see where, where they really are at. They touched up Parramatta about a month or five weeks ago. If they can do that again, look out rest of the comp because I think they can really give... Uh, the Penrith a bit of a, a bit of a shake here. Um, look, what else? Who else did scoring? Arrow scored well. Uh, the rookie Thompson, 73. You'll take that. Cody Walker, 59. Uh, and wasn't in a lot of the play in the first half. Um, did a little bit more in the second half there. That's Cody Walker. To be fair, if the... Uh, when it was, I looked at the score when it was 36 uh, points at half time, and Walker might have been on 10 or 12. I thought, far out. If you're an owner, you'd be spewing. They've scored six tries, and Walker hasn't had anything to do with any of it. Um, it just shows how, how much of an influence Latrell has on that side now. Um, but yeah, they were just they were just dominant, and the Warriors were poor. Murchie, 71. Curran, 58. Johnson, 58. Uh, Reese Walsh, 58. Uh, I thought Ed Cossey and. Uh, 
tried his heart out. I mean, he scored a try. Sean Johnson scored a try. Uh, but, yeah, there's just concerning signs. I think Fanua Blake is struggling. I think Tohu's starting to struggle a bit. Um, and, yeah, there, there's really concerning signs there when, when leaders like that uh, aren't playing good footy. Uh, and, man, it, it could get really ugly for the Warriors. And they're a chance for the spoon. They really are. Um, it's a shit fight between them, the Tigers, the Knights, and the Titans uh, to see who's going to get that spoon. And it's a pretty open race. Um, and it's a bit of a shame, like with the with you know the EPL. There's the you look at what's happening at the top of the ladder, but you're also looking what's it's equally as interesting what's happening at the bottom of the ladder in terms of getting relegated. We don't have that in the NRL, and it's a massive call. I don't think we've got enough. We don't have the infrastructure with this with the grade below to be able to bring the the premiership uh, winner from that grade up into the NRL. It's, it wouldn't happen, but. It would make it so much more interesting if uh, if we were looking at these bottom teams here, uh, and you know, 16th place gets relegated. I mean, it would go far out. It would make it so much more interesting to watch. There's so much more on the line. It's not to be, but I mean, at the moment, uh, between the Warriors, the Titans, I still think the Titans are probably the favourites to finish with the spoon. Um, but the Warriors have got to be a chance. Uh, the Tigers weren't great, and Newcastle weren't much better. So. Between those four teams, I mean, look out. All right, let's go to the middle game on Super Sad Day. It was the Panthers going down to Canberra to face the Raiders. They went down there, but they came up with the Bickies, 26 points to six. Um, pretty surprising scoreline here. I mean, I tipped the Panthers, but I thought this was going to be super close game. Uh, at the start, Raiders came out firing, uh, and the, 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 two, the two big guns there, Papali'i and Tarpani, uh, was smashing them through the middle. I thought, here we go. It was um, it was six uh, nil after about ten minutes, I think. And uh, but as soon as Canberra scored, the Panthers went down the field and scored almost straight away uh, in Coruscant, um through the middle there. Uh, and then that set the tone after that because Papa Lee scored the Raiders' only try in the eighth minute uh, for the Panthers. Their twenty six points come from Coruscant, Crichton, Edwards, who was immense. Uh, and then um, Jamin Salmon, who, uh, who headlines were created uh, about Jamin Salmon uh, about 20 minutes after the final whistle there uh, with uh, with Ricky Stewart. I'll, I'll talk about that. I mean, look, uh, obviously something went down, it sounds like about 10 years ago, uh, between uh, a 12-year-old Jamin Salmon, uh, Ricky Stewart's son, and possibly Ricky Stewart's uh, daughter, who I understand uh, is um, uh, I think she might be autistic or, or, or she definitely has uh, uh, some kind of um, uh, disability of some of some sort. So I'm trying to be sensitive about this, but uh, obviously something went down then, whether it was a case of uh, uh, Jamin perhaps teasing uh, Ricky's daughter and Ricky's son stepped in defending uh, his sister and then that happened and then the parents got involved and, uh, there was an altercation between Ricky and Jamin's father. Sounds like there may have been something like that. He was 12. I mean, I know I know, I did some dumb shit when I was 12. I've done dumb shit when I was 12, 22, 32, 42. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, and that's the kind of stuff that you bring up in private. You don't do it at a, a post-match press conference after an NRL game. Um, 
he uh, later on Saturday night, uh, you know, he he stuck firm. He wasn't apologising. He's he backed up. He doubled down. Backed up. And he was talking to Danny Wilder, and he reported that. I'm not apologising. I stand by what I said. Uh, he did make an apology on Sunday, though. Possibly the legal eagles at the Raiders said, "Ah, uh, you might be in a bit of trouble here, Sticky. I uh, might want to um, put out an apology." Uh, the apology was not directed at Jamin Salmon or his family uh, at all. It was more just um, uh, apologising for the situation and, and what he said, and it was the wrong platform. And it looks like it was more the father and him uh, coming coming out. Uh, rather than the head coach of the Canberra Raiders. Not the time or the place. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be more to come. He, he's he's going to be in trouble. I, w- I don't think a fine's going to suffice. He's got fined a bunch of times. I, I, I think he might get suspended. I think the NRL might have to suspend him uh, for bringing the game into disrepute, which he clearly has. Uh, clearly in the wrong. And, look, as a dad, I can sympathize. And if something like that had happened, I get it. And and he has uh, he has acknowledged that when he said, look, I thought I was over this, this incident. I'm clearly not. So he has acknowledged that. Um, but not the time nor the place. I mean, yeah, uh, a really bad look um, for, for Ricky. A bad look for the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders haven't done anything yet. The Raiders haven't sanctioned him yet. They haven't mentioned a thing. Um, and it looks like they're just going to wait for the NRL to come down and say, mate, this ain't, this ain't going to work. We're not fining you. you you're suspended. Um, very interesting to see what happens. And also, if, if this unravels for the Raiders, who do have a pretty good run home and a chance to make the top eight, uh, apart from what happened off the field there with Ricky Stewart, their best player, Joey Tarpany, uh, did his ribs. It looked very painful. It happened or maybe a half an hour into the game. Uh, he came off and didn't come back on. Um, so yeah, I mean, if it's just uh, if it's rib cartilage or whatever, who knows? Uh, never done it myself. Uh, all reports are they say you know it's one of the most painful things you can go through, one of the most painful injuries. If it is a pain tolerance thing, if the ribs aren't broken there, and it might be just a case of needling up. And I mean, he's a, he's a tough hombre, and he's been the best forward all year. You would have to you would have to say uh, if he is out for a week or two or longer, man, that is. That's big trouble for the Raiders. That's curtains for the Raiders, I feel. Because, uh, yeah, their attack was not flash on the weekend. Panthers' defense was superb, absolutely superb, uh, just scrambling. And that's what's going to win the Panthers the premiership this year. It's not what they're doing with the ball. It's what they're doing without the ball. Their defense is just superb. Um, and that's what's going to win them the premiership. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that, happy to declare that. They're just uh, without without their halves and without kick out, I thought, boy, they could be in trouble here. I still picked them. And then when Kiko went down, I thought, oh, boy, maybe the Raiders here. But nah, Penrith said, nah, that's that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll defend our way to victory here and we'll score enough points. Um, the attack wasn't great for Penrith either. I thought Dylan Edwards was just was superb. Very, very brave. Such a gutsy player. Uh, gives it his all. Uh, he's just eliminated so many of the errors. He had that few issues with the high ball a few years ago where you just didn't back him to catch a thing. Uh, but he's just rock solid now. Uh, Taruva came on towards the end. He looked he looked electric. Um, I don't know where you're going to find a place for him on your side, but he just looks dynamite. And I think he's a better option than having Charlie Staines, who was initially in, in the 17. They swapped with Taruva. Stick with that. I mean, Staines offers nothing compared to what I think Taruva can provide. Let's have a look at the super coach points. Uh, Josh Papali'i, 74, did score a try. Adam Elliott, 62, continuing to have a really good year, as is Hudson Young. Uh, Fogarty just 45. I thought he might have been 
uh, better options. He did all right with um, some kicks into the end goal. Those you know six points for those repeat sets, things like that. Just not enough going on in attack. Jack, Jack White in just forty two, um, and yeah, just nothing doing. Tarpany twenty six. So I mean, he's he's, he's highly owned Tarpany, and owners will be uh, sweating on uh, Teamless Tuesday. And even then, I mean, what kind of an impact is he going to have if if he does if he is named and plays? Uh, it just you know you know what opposition teams are going to do. Uh, they are going to target uh, his midriff, something chronic. Uh, for the Panthers, Dylan Edwards, eighty-one. He was a standout. Uh, the man, the man in the limelight, Jamin Salmon, seventy-four. Uh, did score a try. I thought he had a pretty good all-round game. As did O'Sullivan uh, running the team in the halves with 71. Yo was very strong, six, uh, was 70. Uh, Coruscant with 59, did score a try in that. So that's a bit of a concern. Uh, Fisher-Harris, 51. Looks like he's going to cop two weeks um, for a high shot uh, on, was it Sutton? Um, Sutton was only just on the field, cop that came off, didn't come back on. and uh, The young guy, uh, Mariota, came on as 18th man and uh, did a pretty good job. A uh, couple of good runs, one blue there, but uh, it was good to see. It's always good to see a young guy debut. Yeah, so Fisher Harris looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks there. Uh, who's going to step in there? I don't. I don't think they trust Lenu to play decent minutes. I reckon it'll probably just be uh, Matt Eisenhuth uh, come on down straight into the front row. Uh, Matt Eisenhuth, all due respect, he ain't no fish. Um, what else we got? Uh, some of the outside backs are not great. May 40, Tungo 36, Toto 36. Uh, you really be hoping for more uh, than that, uh, not to be. Um, and, yeah, the, it's questionable with uh, without a bit lacking a bit of creativity there, Penrith. It's one of those games down in Canberra on a cold Saturday, Saturday night. It's usually it's going to be more of a grind. Uh, it could be a grind this week too. They have the Storm on Thursday night. Hosting the storm on Thursday night could be a bit of a grinder as well. So if you are owners of uh, of those those three blokes, May Tungo and Toto, who are highly owned, um, do you sit? Do you start? Uh, something to think about for the next round. As we look, Penrith are on top. The Raiders are in ninth on the outside looking, and I think it's going to be tough for them, even with their um, softest draw. I just don't think the Raiders are that good a side. And if Tarpany, who has been their best player all year, is in doubt or misses out, uh, I think they are done and dusted for the year. Last game on Saturday, and it was the Canberra Raiders hosting, sorry, not the Canberra Raiders, the Cronulla Sharks hosting the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, derby match down there at Shark Park. And um wasn't as one-sided as I thought it would be. I thought everything was pointing towards... Um, Everything was pointing towards a, a big Cronulla win there. Um, a reasonably fit team, obviously missing Will Candy. And, uh, Moylan did go down, but I, you know, I, they had big raps on Dykes coming in. Uh, the storyline there. Old boys round as well for the Sharks. Um, grudge match with the Dragons at home at Shark Park. I just I thought all signs pointed to quite a uh, convincing uh, win for the Sharks. It wasn't to be. It was 24 points to... Uh, 18 and um, the Dragons I don't think the Dragons were ever going to win this game but they didn't disgrace themselves uh, they weren't that bad um, but yeah the Sharks just uh, just too many weapons there uh, uh, and the biggest one of all is um, Nico Hines scored a try early and um, just just controlled things uh, excellent player Trindle with 24 Teague, sorry Trindle scored in the 24th Teague Wilton in the 35th, then Wade, Wade Graham scored a try 
of a long range effort there. And he was uh, at the end of that play and dotted down for the Dragons. DeBellin, Monger, and Fingai scored tries. Um, Lomax with two goals. Hines with uh, Hines with four conversions. Uh, let's have a look at the um, at the Supercoach points. Hines 112. Uh, he was a captaincy option for uh, uh, for a lot of people. Um, 112 is a good score. You will take that every day of the week. Uh, if you didn't uh, loop or captain uh, Munster or um, Latrell, happy with 112. Don't be don't be greedy. 112 is a great score. It's not a 147 or a 152, but it's still a great score. Uh, and he is just killing it. Nakora had a really good game, 76. Uh, McKinnis with 50, a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit less than owners were hoping for. Uh, I'm a Mulatalo owner, 46. He actually got his hands on the ball a lot, ran a lot, a lot of hit-ups, a lot of meters there. Um, just no attack. I was hoping for the attack. It didn't happen. Uh, Talakai, 25. What's doing there? Just nothing has happened on attack since that glorious night against Manly when I was a non-owner. And I was just watching it with Envy going far out. This guy is just beasting it up. Um, I think just the maybe was it defenses are getting better against him, or was it just Morgan Harper and the and Cherry Evans and Co were just a disaster that night? It's hard to say, but twenty five, he's hitting it up plenty. He's doing plenty of the tough stuff. It's just not getting any of that uh, that good juicy uh, super coach point scoring stuff on attack, uh, which is a concern. Uh, Ramian, uh, where did he get? He got 38 as well. So he's gone a little off the ball uh, after a few weeks ago. He was on a real hot streak. For the Dragons, uh, usual suspects, DeBellin, 69, Hunt, 56. Um, where the Lomax? Lomax, 44. Uh, and that's about it for Supercoach for the Dragons. I say it every week. Uh, their season is done. Uh, their season is well and truly done. Uh, let's have a look. The Sharks are in third place on 30 points. Um, they will be playing. Uh, they will be playing in the semis, and they will be a top four team. They've got a lovely run home. They've got the Tigers this week. I think the Sharks are going to finish second, uh, and they will be hosting a home semi, probably against the Cows. Um, so that's that's a big. That's really big there between second and third. If the cows, you know, that home field advantage, I think it's huge for the Cowboys to finish second and host the Sharks. If it's the Sharks hosting the cows, that changes things altogether. I feel. Um, so that I mean that's something to watch as well. It's the little things we need to look for um, when things like the top eight's pretty settled. Um, so it's those little things to look out for. But look, uh, Tarek Sims is probably out for the rest of the year now. I think he is looking at four weeks um, with uh, his hit on poor old Connor Tracy, who was gone very early on. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, it's a grade three. He's been hit with careless high tackle. So that's his season over, uh, and he is off to the storm for next year. Sunday, and it was the Doggies and the Cows from Bundaberg. Uh, and, uh, I actually thought, wasn't a bad game, uh, really. The dogs uh, came out came out really, really strong. Uh, didn't take long for Burton and Addo Carr to combine. I thought, here we go. Um, and yeah, you know these blokes are just they just got this unbelievable partnership happening. Burton has got such a good kicking game. It's an all round kicking game. Yes, he's got the long boot, he's got the high boot, but his short kicking game, the chips, uh, or the grubbers, uh, he, he's got it all. Um, he's going to be. Su- he's already a very good player. 
Uh, he's just going to get better and better, this bloke. And Addo Carr's a great finisher. It's great to have him on the end of it. Matt Burton also scored a try himself, and Flanagan dotted down for the Cows. Neem scored another try. Townsend, Leilua, Drinkwater got a sneaky double there towards the end and tunned up in Supercoach with 100 on the spot. Valentine Holmes kicked uh, three conversions and a penalty. Matt Burton, just the one conversion. Let's have a look at the Supercoach points. Uh, and I'm... I got the, oh I doubled up on this one too. Burton and Drinkwater the top score. Burton eighty five, um, uh, Max King forty five. Uh, just you know good, good depth player for a lot of squads having Max King there. Uh, Carras a bit down, bit down to earth here forty one. Uh, Adokar thirty three. Um, not else much else doing there at the dog. Drinkwater a hundred for the cows. Um, Leilua with ninety seven. Robson sixty two. Uh, Cotter, 55, such a good player uh, coming off the bench. He's just, he's rock solid. Uh, Tamalolo, 55. Val Holmes, just 37. Uh, he is very highly owned these days. So, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, you'll cop the 37 from him along with pretty much everybody else who's playing. So uh, not that big a deal there. Uh, Nanai, 36, back down to earth as well. Uh, like I said, the cows are uh, sitting pretty in second place. The dogs are pretty safe in twelfth. Uh, although the knights there are on fourteen points with the dogs on fourteen points there, but I think the dogs are playing good enough that they will hold that position for the year. Uh, they do travel across on a five-day turnaround to play the Warriors uh, on Friday night, so maybe a little bit vulnerable there. But after what I saw from the Warriors, you'd think the dogs would be good enough to pick up the two points. The last game of the round, and two points were on offer uh, for the winner of this game. Um, I don't think any team deserved those two points. Uh, it was a pretty poor game played by two pretty poor teams. Um, at Campbelltown, the Tigers coming off two really good games. The um, the well-publicized loss to the Cows, followed by a really good win against the Broncos, and the Knights just in disarray with... Uh, the whole Clamour incident and everything else, and then the coach talking himself up deluxe and then backtracking the next day and just all that kind of stuff. Uh, all signs pointed towards the Tigers. Um, and, uh, and yeah, shame on us because why would you put any faith in the Tigers? They went down 14 points to 10 uh, in, a, in a pretty poor game. Two teams that did not – they didn't know how to win. Um, you know, and it was – you just – thinking both of them are going, oh, what do we do here? Uh, it looks like one of us might win. I don't know what to do. Do you want to win? Oh, I don't want to win. Do you want to no, no, no. 14-10, it, it was ugly. Uh, for the Tigers, Naden scored. So did Kapoa. Dewey kicked a goal. Dewey was, I mean, Dewey, I thought, was the best trading option this week if you weren't going to get Latrell. Uh, and, um, and, yeah. Forgot that Dewey plays for the Tigers, and the Tigers tigered up big time here. Uh, for the Knights, Tuala scored a couple early on, and Tex Ahoy dotted down. Uh, all their points coming in the first half. It was 14-0 at halftime. 14-10 was the final score. Uh, any of the patrons that um, that had tickets over them, that's one side of the field there where there was zero action, no, no points at all, and what was a bludger of a game, you would be spewing with that. You think, I could have been doing a lot more on a Sunday, but... Nonetheless, the game was played and it was won. Uh, let's have a look at the Supercoach points for the Tigers. Uh, Tuolangi with 82, Offengawe 76. Uh, rock solid this year, Offengawe. Dewey with 53. 
probably hoping for a little more if you did bring Dewey in. Uh, and this was a prime game against the Knights for him to go big after he, and he won, got 120 last week. And then just 53 this week, he'd be a little bit uh, disappointed. Uh, popular cheapy um, for New Apollo with 37. Uh, for Newcastle, uh, not much doing here Supercoach-wise at all. I'd be surprised if anybody owns any Supercoach players um, that have a Knights logo. Uh, Tuala with 80, Gagai 74, Braley 72. Uh, but just not much doing there. These two teams are going to be fighting it out uh, for um, for the spoon, I think, still. If we have a look here, Knights are on 14. Actually, they're probably, they're probably safe because the Titans are on 8. So actually, I think the Knights are safe. Maybe it's a three-way battle between the Warriors, the Tigers, and the Titans for the spoon. Uh, yeah, the Knights uh, fight on, uh, and the Tigers uh, just remind everybody that, hey, we're still the Tigers. We'll be back in a minute. Bets for the week, and far out. It is a disgrace from Shano. Uh, apologies for that. You're not following me in. If you are, you've got more issues than me. Um, 20 bucks, Tigers minus four and a half uh, into over 40 and a half points. Uh, Tigers lost by four, and there was only 24 points scored in the whole game, so not even close. Uh, 40 bucks on the Storm, Bunny, Sharks, tick, tick, tick. Oh, and the Tigers. A bump, boom. That one went down. Uh, anytime try scorer, 20 bucks. Johnson, you beauty. Laurie, nah. Molotalo, nah. And Munster. So two out of four. That doesn't pay. 50 bucks on the halftime draw. Seagulls, eels. Yes, yes, yes. But then the last, then the uh, second half of that was the Raiders and the Panthers. And that one didn't come through. What was the score there? Let me see if I can find it. Um, it wasn't a draw, though. I got that one wrong. Um, it was looking all right, though. It was, yeah, 14 6 a half time to the Panthers. So I got that one wrong. And I think I got six out of eight on my tips with... Uh, what did I get wrong there? I got the Roosters, Storm. I got the Seagulls wrong. Uh, remember those Panthers, Sharks, Cows, oh, and those Hipping Tigers. Better luck next week, Shane Oak. All right, gang. Uh, so, look, the week was a high-scoring one. Plenty of uh, 1,400s and 1,500s. There's probably a little bit more out there. Probably one or two teams um, went 1,600-plus. Well done to those who got their uh, their VC or C options right. Uh, if you're VC'd and looped, obviously Munster would have been a very popular one. It worked for me, um, and that was uh, I was happy I did that. I mean, I missed out on Mam's 60 points uh, by playing Cleary. I uh, was forced to do it, though, with having 25 players all playing uh, apart from Cleary. So I had to do it that way. Missed out on a few points, but that's just how it is. Uh, moving forward, what do we do? I mean, I think for those that kept their powder dry, didn't move on Cleary straight away uh, and just waited. Unless you went to Latrell, uh, if you didn't own him, um, you, you'll be you'll be you'll be pissed off. You didn't do that. But in terms of going straight to another half with Cherry Evans not doing so good, Fogarty not doing so well, um, uh, who else do we have there? Guys like uh, Reynolds and Walker not going great. Um, you know, Hunt not you know Hunt did okay, uh, but yeah, I mean, how many people are going to get Latrell this week? I think it's really dangerous. They do have four tough games coming up. Latrell last week got a fifty, uh, and look, I, like I said, I thought this week was was against piss poor opposition in the Warriors. 
Um, how many people are going to chase and just get Latrell, or is it just the case of you're going to need Latrell? Um, and I think I think a lot of people are going to think that way and just get him and and back the uh, Rabbitohs, who are running pretty hot, playing really good footy uh, to keep it going. Uh, they have the Eels this week. There's some really good matchups this week, and and not as many obvious uh, captaincy options. Uh, there's some you know a lot of teams, pl- a lot of top eight teams playing each other. Panthers and the Storm, they kind of cancel each other out. I think the Storm's starting to get back their mojo back, especially on defense. Two very, very strong defensive teams, so they might cancel out a lot of their super coach relevant players. Um, possibly not Munster. I think Munster's going to be uh, a huge VC option this week. I reckon almost everyone's going to have the VC on Munster this week. Playing the early game, uh, Eels and Rabbitohs are playing each other, so can the Eels nullify Latrell? I don't think they can. Uh, South were very good against them about a month or so ago. So Latrell could go big against the Eels, who aren't defensively uh, staunch. Roosters and Cowboys are playing each other. Another top eight uh, matchup there. Uh, so, you know, can the Cowboys, uh, who you know, whose defense for the, for the most part is very strong, can they nullify your Manus and your Teddies? Uh, Hines, got the shark. Hines has got the Tigers. That might be the one. I think he might be a popular captaincy option there. Uh, and uh, who's got the Titans? Oh, Manly's got the Titans. Manly, uh, there's not really too many options there. Looks like Foran might be out uh, for um, Foran might be out for a, a week or two with a hamstring. Could be more being an old man, so that that could affect uh, Manly there. So there's uh, going to be a little bit more strategy involved this week. Um, if you're running low on trades last week, uh, you're running even lower this week. Um, so, yeah, what are we going to do there? So much to think about, so much to play out. Team lists are going to be interesting with the likes of Tarpany and Hughes. Will they get named? Uh, very popular uh, players with high ownership. Uh, you might have to just wear them if you're out of trades or even if you've only got one or two left. Just keep your powder dry because anything could happen. And those trades could be super vital in the um, second second last week and then definitely the last week. Um, really looking forward to what's going to unfold in the last month of Supercoach in the NRL. Thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, be a friend and tell a friend. And uh, I will catch you on Thursday with a Round 22 uh, preview. Cheers, guys.